Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Sunday, August 23rd, 2020. I'm in the basement here in Carroll Gardens. It is a hot and kind of mostly sunny day, which means there's some cloud cover, which means it's the kind of light that makes you very, very tired just being outside. But um, it's a beautiful day overall. Um, Today we went to Governor's Island. That's the big story for the day. So Governor's Island is open again this year, but they have some new rules. Namely, you have to reserve your ferry spot your ticket on the ferry and they have social distancing um well kind of rules in place i think they basically make they assume that people will take care of that on their own they have stickers on the ferries saying you know sit here sit here sit here or they have these little icons with a cute little person with a mask on but basically the ferries seem to be at i would say one-third capacity which is great Um, um, kind of like Trader Joe's is like at one-third capacity, which makes it even better than normal. And I don't want it to go back to the way it was. Um, So we went to Governor's Island. So if you try to get a ticket at the last minute, there's always tickets for later in the afternoon to leave. But um, who wants to go like out to Governor's Island at like leaving at like three o'clock? I guess if you're younger and going with a bunch of people sure but if you're going with a family that's kind of late to get a start on that so um like 10 days ago i reserved these tickets um they're free on sunday but i actually donated five bucks but on saturdays i guess they cost you like two or three dollars a person but um so they moved the brooklyn ferry terminal from pier six to uh red hook which is officially called red hook slash atlantic basin which is that's that's ferry stop that's by the corner of Conover Street by Pioneer Works, basically, where you walk through that big parking lot, although technically it's a road. Um, They have a painted road through this huge industrial parking lot, um, which the Lyft driver took us through, because I guess that's what his direction said. Um, So, Governor's Island, it was great as always. We got off, and this year we, or this time we brought Oliver's scooter, so we didn't do the Surrey thing, which is, you know, you rent those kind of four, four-wheel four huge bikes that you sit on. They're not even bikes, but they're pedal vehicles. Uh, we usually do that, but we didn't do that this year or this time. I, I keep saying this year. I don't, I don't think we'll go back again this year. But um, Oliver brought a scooter, so he scooted around, and I sort of like did a half jog behind him every time he got far ahead. Um, first thing we did was we went to Slide Hill, I keep I want to call it Slide Mountain, but Slide Mountain is at Pier Six. But we went to Slide Hill, and he went down a bunch of slides, including the big one, and that was fun. We walked over to Hammock Grove and sat in hammocks for a little while, and then we went over to Liggett. What do they call it? Liggett Terrace, but that's the sort of main drag in the middle of the island with all of the eateries and everything. And we went through the little tunnel to the courtyard that's over on the parade ground side and found a bench in the shade and ate the lunch that we brought. And then lo and behold, we ran out of water. So I was tasked with going to find water. And that was fine with me because I ran over to Three's Brewing and bought myself uh, a can of Echo of Nothing Mexican Lager and a um, paper cardboard thing of water. And then we went and checked out the bell 
which if you know the bell on Governor's Island, they've now this year tied down the hammers so you can't ring the bell, which I think is good because people would ring it too hard. And if you're close, that's dangerously loud. So I like it better this way. And Oliver sort of lightly tinged the bell with our metal canteen, and he was satisfied with that. So good trip to Governor's Island, um, 1130 outbound and a 145 return ferry ticket. You have to also reserve your ferry return time. So highly recommended. Governor's Island is is great as always. Um, one day I'd like to go alone and either jog or bring my bike and jog and bike, um, but it's always fun to go. So that was good today. Um, good day, good day at Governor's Island. Other things that have happened in the past almost two weeks since the last episode... Um, I've been running on the Squib Park Bridge. I think I mentioned that last time, but it no longer has any bounce, but that's kind of fine with me. Um, and it's given me a bit of a deviation from my, I have one of all my usual running routes and this, this has given me a new way to like keep myself interested in all of my various, I only have like three or four running routes that I do all the time, but lately I have started to run across the Manhattan Bridge and back across the Brooklyn Bridge, which I did last Saturday and I did again yesterday on Saturday. And uh, yesterday, so you can basically do it from where we live. It's like five miles round trip, but I've been stretching it out a bit. And yesterday I did six miles, which was essentially my longest run ever. And it felt great. And when you put yourself in the mindset of, I'm going to go for a longer run today, um, it's weird how this works psychologically, but all of a sudden you don't find yourself just like waiting for the end of your run to come. <laughs> you, you just put that out of your mind and you settle in and it becomes fun. And running across bridges is, is a lot of fun. And there's something about the gentle upward slope and then the gentle downward slope and hitting that crescent in the middle that that makes it really satisfying and also makes it easier to do than just running a usual your, one of your usual routes. So mixing it up has been good, but it felt great to um, get in those really long runs. Um, and speaking of being near bridges, last Saturday, uh, we went down to the foot of the Brooklyn Bridge, specifically that part of Brooklyn Bridge Park that's by Jane's Carousel and the tobacco warehouse slash St. Anne's. And Bill Frizzell's trio performed on the roof of St. Anne's, which is like two tall stories up, like meaning like they're like it's the warehouse, so it's tall ceiling. So two stories up and... I had it was an unannounced show at 6 p.m. and I'd been tipped off by um, somebody who will remain nameless that this was happening. So I told my friend Howard, and he and I went down there and we watched this show. And I would say there was only only 15 to 20 people that were there that knew it, and it was mostly knew this was happening. It was mostly staffers of St. Anne's and some photographers and um, like significant others of the of the musicians, and it was fantastic and. To listen to this two-hour show, they played from six to eight with a small break intermission. And most people walking by did look up and were interested and curious, but mostly it was just like the sights and sounds of just normal Brooklyn Bridge Park, Dumbo Park life on Saturday early evening, but like soundtracked by Bill Frizzell, who's obviously one of the world's greatest guitar players. And they just did all covers like of classic songs, like several Beatles songs, Strawberry Fields Forever, uh, in my life, which was beautiful, um, they did 
What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, uh, What the World Needs Now is Love, just to give you an idea of, of the stuff they were doing, just timely, beautiful stuff. Um, so what, what, I was just on a high from that. So technically that was, well, that was my first concert that I've attended since, um, I guess March, if you count seeing, no, I guess even before that, Kid Millions at Roulette was the last show I, I, I attended. Kid Millions in late February and now Bill Frizzell in August. Um, what a show. And then afterwards, Howard and I, I had my bike, but he didn't have a bike. And then we just, I decided to walk with him. So we walked through Brooklyn Bridge Park, all the piers, which it is quite a party there on a Saturday night after the sun goes down. Um, And I don't mean that in a condescending or bad way. It's just there are a lot of people, but they are outdoors and having fun. And it's just a lot of families and large groups and can't begrudge them anything. And, you know, while it's summertime and while our COVID positive rates are extremely low in New York City, you know, People should be outside and yeah, just walked home. And when I got home, I did story time with Oliver and he was super tired and he fell asleep. And I just went into the little, our backyard and I poured a bourbon that Matt, my friend and bourbon master Matt Tyson had given me for my birthday back in June. And I just sat there with the Bluetooth speaker and listened to Brill Frizzell and then also listened to a bunch of just New York City songs. And by that, I mean a lot of songs that appear on the fantastic 1998 compilation or 1999 compilation Bleecker Street, Songs of Greenwich Village. I highly recommend looking that up, Bleecker Street, Songs of Greenwich Village. It's a compilation that came out in 1999. And you'll know it when you see the compilation. The first track is a cover of the Simon and Garfunkel song, Bleecker Street by Jonathan Brooke. Um, I bought this at HMV on... Fifth Avenue and 42nd Street in like 1999 just because the cover was cool and it looked like a cool compilation and it's just become something I keep going back to all the often. I've listened to it for 21 years now. Um, so it just seemed like a good night to listen to a compilation that celebrates New York City. Uh, let's see, what else happened in the past couple of weeks? That's kind of it. Um, if you'll recall, I spent... A month ago, I spent the Saturday afternoon when I was had the weekend to myself. I went down to Other Half where um, our friend Dave Keedy was tie-dyeing stuff. Well, those tie-dye shirts went on sale last week. Um, Other Half finally put them on sale. And I knew that they were going on sale last Saturday, so I just kind of kept checking their Instagram online store or whatever you call it. And I bought one. And then my friend Dave Goldstein wanted one too. He was out of town. He texted me and I was like, sure, I'll buy you one too. Because he texted like about 10 minutes after I literally placed my order. So I bought, I, I made two separate orders and I went down and picked them both up. And they, it's just a great shirt to have. It's just, it's a fun little thing. And um, I love a good tie-dye and Dave Keedy is the master tie-dye. He does all of the tie-dyes. Well, I own like four of his shirts now, but if you've seen or gone to any dead nights at Three's Brewing or watched our virtual things, the tie-dyes you see are done by him um, and at least the ones in my screen. And he also was commissioned by Scott Devendorf to do a bunch of like purplish tie-dyes that adorned the national stage during the I Am Easy to Find, or I Am um, I'm Easy to Find, yeah, that's it, <laughs> I Am Easy to Find tour last year, including these awesome amp grills. Um, so finally bought that tie-dye and I was psyched about that. 
So that's been the last week and a half, almost fortnight. Moving on to, um, let's see, audio, music. Well, I've only been listening to The Dead, which is surprise, kind of what I do all the time anyway. But um, yesterday I had to run an errand. I ran, we've cut our files, um, like cable TV. We switched to Hulu Live. And um, so I returned the files box to the Verizon store on Fulton Street and Fulton Mall in downtown Brooklyn. And I decided to listen to the new Bruce Hornsby album, which came out a week ago. I was walking up Smith Street all the way to downtown Brooklyn, and this album is so fantastic. It's a little less immediately catchy and melodic than the last one, which came out only a year ago, um, which was called Absolute Zero. But this one is kind of weirder, and you really feel the influence of um, a lot of his more recent collaborators, I think. I think you you, you feel the, the influence of these kind of like avant indie pop, this that sensibility especially people like like when he was he toured with Y Music um you know small Y capital M music uh last year and i feel like you can hear it in his songwriting and there is some beautiful songs on there some kind of weird avant jazz songs on there but like spoke like verse chorus verse like song structure good songs and there is one song called um shit here is crazy is that it this shit is crazy or crazy shit in the world something like that um Sorry, I can't remember it. It is fantastic. Highly recommend looking it up. It's just a dark, weird song. I love that it's just a, <laughs> such a blunt title. And it builds to this really wild and far out crescendo, um, almost psychedelic. So great stuff from Bruce Hornsby. Um, I listened to the new album, Valentine, by Bill Frizzell, um, the day that I went to see him. And uh, just really good jazz trio, guitar jazz trio album. So... If you're in the mood, listen to Valentine by Bill Frizzell. And I've been listening to Fugazi, which is a band I don't know a lot about. Obviously, I know how great they are and they're a legend and everything. But um, I saw on Twitter when that, uh, you know, the Fugazi was all over Twitter because of some kids covering them. But somebody posted video of their outdoor concert in January 1991 protesting at the Gulf War protest ahead of the Gulf War launching. And it's just this slushy, gray January DC day. And this is just one of the greatest concert videos I've ever seen. So I've been listening to some Fugazi. Um, and I will probably listen to more Fugazi. Uh, let's see. Moving on to books. So I'm still reading Dune. And Dune starts off slow. As I said, I, I read it like 25 years ago, but I've forgotten almost all of it. Uh, Dune starts off slow. But then you really get into the cerebral vibe of it. And so much so that by 200 pages in, near the end of the first third of the book, it's divided into three quote-unquote books, um, action actually starts to heat up, and I didn't, want it, I didn't want the action. I was like, oh, you're breaking the cerebral vibe of this. Um, it was like all meditative and everything, but it actually is just done so well. Even the action is meditative. It happens so fast. You know, There's no big buildup that like grabs the reader by the lapel saying, here's some big stuff happening. It's just so quick and smooth, and boy, the end of the first book called Dune, where Paul just you know sort of has a self-realization. It is stunning, stunning writing. You can't believe this book was written in the '60s, and um, you really do see where Star Wars George Lucas got so much of his influence. I mean, it's a desert planet with people with a very few select people that have this sort of power, which is essentially the Force. Um, pretty amazing. So. Dune is just like, oh, I can't 
can't stop thinking about Dune. So now I'm into book two, which I started like <laughs> the first chapter of last night. Book two is called Muad'Dib, but um, yeah, I keep saying book two. It's all like the book Dune is 600 pages long and divided into three like 200 page sections essentially. And um, I've been catching up on my old print issues of Wired that have come in the last year. And I'm going to renew my subscription because it is so nice to read Wired magazine because the articles are so great and it's so great to read a print magazine. And they're somewhat evergreen in the sense that like, you know, if I don't open, if I don't open the issue of Wired for four months, the articles are still like, they're not dated or anything. Um, so I love just having a copy of Wired in my tote bag or I go outside in the morning when I'm the first one awake and read, read, read you know, some great article. Um, so I'm going to renew my subscription to Wired. Um, so that's what I've been reading, Dune and Wired. <laughs> uh, let's see, I'll finish, I'll finish off this episode with some beer, which I've had some great beer this past fortnight. Um, finally opened up the bottle of uh, Farmer Wave from Hill Farmstead that Drew, my friend Drew Thurlow, sent me from Vermont where he spends much of his time now. Um, and it was wonderful. It's like this lime saison, great, great stuff. Um, had some threes beers as usual, Temporary Identity, which is a uh, double IPA and Public Property, which is their pale ale they make for Governor's Island. Um, and I had I bought a four pack of that at the brewery. Mass Landing, okay, well, I should preface this by saying my coworker Michael went to Maine for a week and while he was there, he texted me and said, I'm gonna hit some breweries to buy stuff. Do you want anything? I said, yes. So I put in an order for two four packs from Bissell Brothers, one of which I just had in the past hour called Here's to Feeling Good All the Time, which is a 7.8%. Whew, um, hazy, hazy IPA, it was awesome. And when I biked over to Michael's apartment in Park Slope last night to pick up the beers, we split two cans of beer um, outside his apartment building, a Mast Landing Wavy Days IPA, which was outstanding, and a Great Diamond Island IPA by Rising Tide, which is outstanding. So those were the beers I had. Um, probably some others too, I'm forgetting, but great, great stuff. I will be drinking main beers for the next week or two, which I'm very excited about. And I guess that's it. Um, August 23rd, just the dog days of August. Everything is so slow and, you know, now what? You know, <laughs> another day, another dollar. All right, I guess that's it. And I don't even have anything exciting planned for the next week or two. So who knows? I'll think of something to at least talk about. Oh, about to get that website going. So I will be working on that. Um, and reading Dune and reading Wired Magazine and drinking beer from Maine, Bizzle Brothers. Um, all right, well, I guess that's it. This has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 51. Today is August 23rd, 2020. Uh, recording here in the basement in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Reach out, say hi, special hello to people who are listening to this um, in cars in California. If that's you, Pat. Um, yeah, talk to you next time. Stay safe and drop a line.